baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Guys, uh, it is September 11th, so I want to start with this. Uh, Just a remembrance, uh, a personal story, something from you about September 11th. We'll start with you, John. Well, I uh, was supposed to go to Jefferson City. I was the executive director of the Republican Party at that time. It was a Tuesday morning. I got up. As I was getting ready, we had a small television um, in the kitchen, and I was watching, and I saw the second plane hit. And, you know, I I ended up going to Jefferson City to be with my staff, and we ended up donating blood. You know, you kind of felt helpless, and you were scared. You didn't know how widespread these attacks were going to be. And then I remember coming home that night and, and standing out on my back patio, and hearing no airplanes in the sky, it was uh, it was one of the more eerie feelings. And I was, uh, it took me several weeks to really kind of get over it. It was a it was a massive event that I'll never forget. Yeah, Michael, how about you? Well, I also was the executive director of the Democratic Party, and there was a special session in Jefferson City um, that was taking place related to prescription drugs. They were going to pass a bipartisan bill. Um, and I was working. We had people coming from all over the state to participate in a rally in support of what was happening. And and like John said, we uh, witnessed the planes uh, hit the building and then called our buses. This was before a lot of the technology we have uh, today to tell them that, hey, why don't you turn around? And, you know, yesterday uh, I was in New York City uh, and swung by the 9-11 memorial, and uh, so many memories came flooding back. Most importantly, um, what struck me yesterday standing at the memorial in New York City was how united we were as a country uh, in our defense of democracy. And today we stand here uh, at, a, at a time and a crossroads where the country is divided. And democracy seems to be in peril. So um, it was a uh, a crazy day 21 years ago, and it was uh, it brought me memories yesterday as I stood and looked at the two uh, towers, where the two towers used to be in New York. Yeah, thank you for both telling those stories. It is important to tell those stories, especially for children who weren't around during that time, so we can continue to remember what happened. And as you said, Michael, I mean, the divisiveness of the country right now, you know, it's nice to kind of think back. On, you know, on the unfortunate events of that time, but at least there was some coming together, and hopefully maybe we can continue to move in that direction again. Uh, another, big, another big event this week was the death, obviously, of Queen Elizabeth. So I'm curious uh, what you guys think that might do in terms of U.S.-British relations, if anything at all. Does it matter? Um, let's start with you, Michael. Well, I think we're going to see the majesty and the uh, of the special relationship that exists between the United States and Great Britain. Uh, is the president of the United States, the most powerful human being on the planet, will go to a funeral of a queen uh, that, that sits ahead of a monarch that we overthrew and threw out of the United States. 
um, we continue to have this special relationship. And now we are united together to uh, fight the Russians as they try to invade their neighbors. Um, and so uh, I'm not sure much will change in terms of the relationship between America and the United States, uh, but it will be a strong display to the entire world of how close we all are. How about you, John, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, my initial thought is politics is divisive. We've already covered that this morning. It's divisive in the U.K. as well. But the monarchy was a singularly uniting is a singularly uniting uh, institution. And you see praises from the left and from the right for the queen. And, you know, when we, when we formed our nation, when we rebelled and, and uh, had a revolution, there was a real debate in America as to whether or not we should adopt a monarchy. And there were divergent opinions on that. And several of our founding fathers argued that the monarchy – in America, an American monarchy might be a unifying uh, institution for us. We decided against it, I think, wisely. But it is interesting to me how that institution in Britain has really served, at least at this time, as a uniting element for their entire country. Uh, another story this week, uh, mayors in D.C., New York, Chicago, very upset at the Texas governor for busing immigrants to their cities uh, the Texas governor, Abbott, you know, calling it necessary. His border state is overwhelmed. Where do you guys stand on this, John? Well, I think that's misplaced anger. Uh, the anger ought to be with our policy at the border that's creating the problem in the first place. And we're seeing record numbers of illegal uh, immigrants flowing, flooding into this country. Uh, we see drugs, fentanyl and others flooding into this country. And we are not securing the border. We've ended the, the stay-in-place uh, policy of staying in Mexico to, to make your appeal for asylum. And the illegal immigration problem is massive. Now, you can, you can argue that Abbott is doing a stunt. You can, you know, sure, but it's misplaced. The real problem is with our border policy. Michael? Yeah, it's a gimmick um, that the uh, governor is pulling. I think he is making a point. Um, and, and the real tragic part of this is that my entire life, Scott, I'm 47 years old. Uh, we've heard about this porous border. Um, and, the, you know, there have been proposals in the past to deal with it. We're such a divided country, we cannot find even a way to find some compromise on on this. And it seems to me the people of goodwill on both sides want to find a resolution. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, during the Trump administration, we didn't have this. That's not, that's just not true. Um, the only way this is ultimately going to be resolved is if we work in a bipartisan manager man manner to uh, set some new policies and to prohibit this from happening in the future. But um, unfortunately, if one side proposes it, the other side's against it. Michael Kelly, John Hancock, thanks so much for joining me this morning on Total Information AM. Be well. You bet. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.